Welcome to Cellmates. Oh, welcome to Cellmates. I'm Kate Phillips. I am not Kate Phillips. I am Dick Ward. Correct. Thank you. And we are a podcast that takes two animated movies. Mm. We compare, contrast, generally slap a Venn diagram over them Mm. uh, and have a great time. Oh. Often, these. (laughs) No, we do have a great time. We do have a great time. That's part of it. Often, these two movies are Disney. But not always. Often they are musicals. But not always. Often they are good. <laughs> but not always. We got a little bit of everything in this episode, <laughs> I mean, these, quite honestly. These movies were musicals, but Often. not not always. <laughs> but not, always. <laughs> not by the release. Um, Dick. Kate. Cheers. Oh my God, cheers. Um, Hold on. We're doing this Clink. kind of every hour because... Uh, that let's date the episode right now. Yeah, the whole country's in quarantine. And I should I should say, um, this episode might have a little bit of a different energy, might have like a little bit of a different vibe because we can't. Uh, normally, we have a ritual before each episode where we go outside, shake hands with strangers, and then touch our <laughs> and then faces. Touch our face a bunch of times. But we can't do that now, so this Definitely might have a different vibe. Part of the creative process. <laughs> That's here. part of our process. Uh, if you're like us and are just like day drinking and night drinking and unsure of time of day, yeah. um, we're, we're glad you're here with us on this journey. Yeah, thanks for coming with us. But we're trying to keep the schedule the same, Yeah, um, which means that we'll just get loopier and loopier. These are going to be our best episodes ever. I mean, this, ever. Is, this is basically going to be like 30 days <laughs> plus. It kind of, we might as well do a podcast today. What else are we doing? Nothing. Now, technically, we're not under quarantine. No, we're not under quarantine. But we are about to be under a... Kind of a shelter in that's not being called that in New York. And we are considered by FEMA a great disaster. A So, so you know, we're in kind of semi-isolation, sto- social distancing and like everyone else. And we're staying totally sane. Definitely. We definitely didn't, like, act out... Uh, chess along with a concert version with stuffed animals last night no definitely nope. not many nope. like we're that. uh we're doing puzzles yeah we've got a nice peter pan puzzle we, we got Thomas a four pack Kincaid. of disney puzzles uh-huh we've we can compare contrast those in the future oh my god yes let's do a podcast about the puzzles we made so you're gonna have a lot of great content listeners coming up yes um Hey, speaking so, of speaking, speaking of, of day drinking. Oh, I was gonna say speaking of listeners, but oh. no, you go first. Speaking of day drinking. Speaking of day drinking. What are you drinking, Dick? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I have to admit, I am on my third drink of the day. No, oh. uh, it be- is daytime too. Because we we started, uh, we got ready to do the podcast, and then we needed to watch an hour and a half documentary, which we'll, honestly was very important. Let's put a pin in that. We, we will definitely come back to that later. So what I'm drinking right now is it's a dry hopped sour ale mm-hmm. called No New Frenemies. Well, frenemies? Yeah. Dick, that kind of sounds like two words I know, but it's not. Can you explain? Yeah. It's a mix between um, enemas and French. So a, a frenemy is like a French enema. Our movies today are about frenemies. What's a frenemy? Oh, a friend and an enemy. Whoa. Como enemigo en español. Which is just, it's not a portmanteau. That's just the word enemy in, in Spanish is and a friend. 
Wait, so Amigo. And, and ami- yeah, and, Amigo and, and amigo. amigo. Yeah. That's fun. It is fun. Hey, good job, Spanish. And Spanish <laughs> it is kind of related to both of these movies. Kind of. But let's go to the expert. Uh, our listener, Brianna. I don't know that she's the expert. Well, she's the expert on why these two movies are together. So let's zip to her. Our oh. listener, Brianna, recommended this pairing, which is... Okay. The Road to El Dorado. You're out of commission. It's The Road to El Dorado and Emperor's New Groove. Correct. Yes. Um, she did not state a reason that they should be paired. Thank you for setting that up, though. Oh. Um, here's what Brianna has to say. Great. Uh, I love your podcast. Dick is my favorite. Kate is fine. Okay. Well, I'm paraphrasing. Um <laughs> Uh, But she says, uh, I'd really love to hear more about traditionally animated DreamWorks movies. I know DreamWorks isn't your favorite, but I've always enjoyed them. Uh, The list below, she gives a couple of recommendations, Mm -hmm. has a few DreamWorks movies and a couple of Disney movies. So she sent us a couple of suggestions of traditionally animated DreamWorks movies. Um, And in this case, uh, two movies with frenemies. Which, honestly, we are not the biggest fan of DreamWorks, but the 2D ones are all pretty solid. So far, we're, like, I, I There am, aren't that many of them, but the ones we've seen... I am starting to turn around on... They're all better than Shrek. ...on DreamWorks as a whole. hmm Because, like, How to Train Your Dragon mm-hmm. was great. Abominable was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh and then, like, yeah, their traditionally animated stuff has been, has been like, uh, what, uh, not yeah, Joseph, spirit but... Sto- oh, Prince of Egypt. Prince of Egypt. Stellar. Spirit, and Stallion of the Spirit Cinderella. had that hilarious falling horse. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're doing pretty good. DreamWorks does some good stuff. So, thank you, Brianna. Um, yeah. The, um, this is a fantastic idea for a pairing. They are... Wait, what's the pairing? <sighs> the Road to El Dorado Ooh. and The Emperor's New Groove. Yes. Great pair. Yeah. They're released in the same year by DreamWorks and Disney. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get them confused because they're about ancient uh, Latin American, South American societies loosely. Loosely. Mayans in Road to El Dorado and Incas in The Emperor's New Groove. Which I did not know. Yeah, neither did the filmmakers. (laughs) That's okay. Um, But they both take place uh, in... The American pan continent below the United States. Central America? Central and South America. The, okay. I think Peru is nominally uh, where the Peru. Emperor's New Groove takes place. All right. And they feature, they're, they're buddy comedies. Yeah. Um, and they feature. And we're buddies. Yay. And we're like pretty we'll, funny. And we'll probably be frenemies in another day or two of mm-hmm. sequestering. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the, the you know, kind of dual protagonists that are friends and not friends as the movie goes on and yeah. et cetera. So thanks, Brianna, for reaching out. And yeah. We can't, I mean, if we're doing an episode a day now, we're, we're going to get to all these suggestions. But also, <laughs> if it's pronounced Brianna, then just replace all the times we said Brianna with Brianna. Yeah. Just which, whichever one is correct, just edit the podcast. We're not going to do it. Um, but you you go back and edit the podcast. Everyone has time so to edit podcasts now. Yeah. Um, by the way, I should mention, we did a Walt Disney World episode recently. Yeah. That was very well edited. Uh, Everyone said. Well, you got some great <laughs> behind the scenes. We never re-edited it, did, did we? No. Uh, you got There's some just... great behind the scenes, uh, what is it, footage? Yeah, what, what do you call audio, it? Audio, I guess. Um, uh, 
because normally we edit out when we clap and then say something to each other, and we just didn't this time. I missed them. uh, And I also left in 10 seconds of silence that I left in so that I would know to edit it out. Uh, so sorry about that. I will eventually upload a new one. But if you are listening to that episode and it just goes quiet in the middle, keep listening. It will continue. Also, like uh, you might not want to listen to that episode in for a while because Disney World is just closed for a couple months now. Yeah. And it if, wasn't when we recorded it. If I can give a travel tip mm-hmm. uh, on this podcast, I would like to say the best time to go to Disney World is uh, in the before time before the plague uh, destroyed the world and yep. shut down Disney World forever. Yeah. So, uh, so it's great that we have that episode for the archives of like, <laughs> what was Disney World like? Yeah, is Disney World about to be in the vault? Oh, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the, well, we'll find out. Well, New anyway, adventures every day. I really hope that in two weeks we can still make jokes about the quarantine and it hasn't Yeah, this episode might society. not age very well. This might not age very well. Speaking of things that didn't age very also, well. Also, we are, I, I do want to mention, uh, we're making jokes about isolation and quarantine, whatever, but if you are on the front lines, if you are in a medical profession or work at a grocery store or restaurants, like, thank you so much. And I hope you're staying safe and healthy. Um, Yeah. It's like our, uh, our food delivery guys, like we've been ordering food because we like restaurants. We want them to stay open. open. We want people to stay employed. So we've been like tipping our food delivery guys extra and Mm -hmm. they're like absolute heroes. Everyone that works at at our like local grocery store, total hero, Mm because they're getting paid not enough. The same amount they were before. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is a weird, this is a weird time. Special thanks to those of you who do not have time to edit our podcast cast for us right now. Yeah. And special thanks to those of you that, uh, you know, just, uh, everyone. Thanks. Yeah. Dick, what was your (laughs) first experience with the road to El Dorado? Uh, oh, um, none. (laughs) None. My first experience with the road to El Dorado. No. My first experience with Road to El Dorado is the meme where they go, uh, both, both, uh, both sounds good. Uh, that's it. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't seen it. It looked fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was 2000. Uh, I didn't see, I mean, we'll talk about Groove next, but mm-hmm. I didn't, I, di- I wasn't like seeing Disney at this time. I don't mm-hmm. think I didn't really, didn't really care. They were kind of in a area where I was like, not that interested. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I missed El Dorado, which is interesting because I saw Prince of Egypt and loved it, Hmm. but just somehow missed El Dorado. Yeah. What about you, Kate? Well, since it was 2000, the first and only thing I knew about this movie were the Backstreet Boys recorded some music for it. And that is, that is it. That is all I knew. you didn't see it? I didn't, I didn't see it and I didn't even know the song because. Wow. Because what happened is they, Elton John wrote the music for this movie and they collaborated with Elton John on a song, but then they, I didn't even know what happened then. What what I have researched now is that their record label had some dispute and never technically released them to oh. be on the soundtrack. So they are uncredited as like basically backup singers for yeah. an Elton John song. And like we heard the song with them in it and you were like, is that the Backstreet Boys? Is it this one? I feel like I should hear their individual voices. I don't know. That might just be if, Elton John yeah. like, layered a couple times. I it don't was know. the Backstreet Boys. Uh, so, so that's all it. I knew. And I knew it It wasn't the Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> it was kind of like, a, well, yeah. if there's a Bug's Life and Ants, 
I'm going to see the Disney one. Mm, Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the extent of my knowledge nice. before watching it for this podcast. Kate. I'm going to do my best. Yeah. Kate, you now have two minutes on the cookie timer mm-hmm. uh, to summarize this movie to the best of your abilities. Which is not very high. So I be- gonna... you know what? I believe in you. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I got to get this wiki up for names and things. I'm trying to stay positive. Got it. You know? Be positive. What's that? Uh, Legally Blonde reference for all the, the musical. Oh, Legally Blonde the musical. Keep it positive. I know one that song from that. Words. I like it. Uh, I like the one song I know from it. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Here I go. Road to El Dorado. El Dorado. Anyway, there are these two guys, uh, Tulio and Miguel. They're con artists in a country. And they uh, like gold and they like money. And so they want to go to El Dorado that they find out about from this other guy. And El Dorado is City of Gold. So they take a map and they get captured on a boat. Oops. And then they get off the boat and they row, row, row. And then they think they're dead. But no, they get on this island. And then through a series of waterfalls, they find, oh my gosh, we found El Dorado. Anyway, the uh, locals end up thinking they're gods because there's this priest and this king that are in a power struggle. And they decide they're gods. And uh, they end up, well, one of them falls in love with the girl there. And one of them falls in love with just, like, the culture. Um, (laughs) But they still, they make the people, make them a boat so that they can run off with all the gold in three days. But then, like, oh, they kind of, like, want to stay. But not the guy who falls in love with the girl. He just wants to run away with the girl and the money. And so they um, end up. They play a basketball game, and one of them bleeds, and so, oops, they're not gods. Yikes. And the priest uh, tries to take over with a stone cat meow who moves like him. He, mm-hmm. like, inhabits it, kind of, because he's magical. And he kind of destroys things and then leaves, because um, he's banished, I think. And then he finds Cortez who's also from the con artist country. He's trying to find the gold. So this priest is trying to lead him through like the waterfall stuff to the village and they have to save the village. Oh no. So the Tulio and Miguel, they've they've been estranged because they had different plans, but they join forces again. They like destroy the entrance to El Dorado with their boat and lose all their money and then they have to leave El Dorado. That's just how it works. They can't come back in order to save it. And so they end up sacrificing their personal wealth for the good of this community. And El Dorado, they're on the road again. The con artist country is Spain. Is it definitely? Yes. Is it stated in this movie as such? It is stated as Spain. Yes. So I am getting a little turned around because this uh, plot is based on, loosely, The Man Who Would Be King. By Rudyard Kipling. So I was just reading about that. Are you trying to talk about the kid in King Arthur's Court? No. Hmm. So this and uh, Rudyard Kipling's story, like most of his other ones, is not, it's not Spain and El Dorado. It is England and India. Yeah. So these are English guys who go to India and, well, but they get bored of India. So they go to like Afghanistan and become gods. Oh, yeah, so I just am to... getting all my countries mixed up and decided not to make an error in the official cookie timer summary. You just referred to an entire country as the con artist country. Yeah. That's better. Well, 
I, I don't feel me, bad for Spain. I I feel like there's uh, it's weird to to base an animated movie off of a Rudyard Kipling novel. It's something that's never been done before. And something <laughs> what what. Uh, How no. many animated Jungle Books are there? Right? Like so Jungle seven. Book. Did he do Ricky Ticky Tavi? Is that a full movie somewhere? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I started a thread that it turns out I don't have the answer to. He has a nice mustache, though. He, yeah. So that's he good for him. He kind of looks like uh, so, Teddy Roosevelt. Kate, what? yeah, he does. Ooh, yeah. let's do a crossover. Let's do a crossover episode of Rudyard Kipling, Rudyard Kipling, Kipling and, and Teddy Roosevelt. Sure. That sounds great. Like we'll have a lot of animated movie material. Absolutely. So, Kate, uh, general thoughts? Road to El Dorado. This was fun. Having never watched it and knowing that it was like the one that kind of lost to Emperor's New Groove in terms of the... they were Both studios were aware that like it was kind of a race to get the first one Uh, out because they were so similar. Just in like Emperor's New Groove got out first? No. No, The Road to El Dorado bombed at the box office, Mm. and Emperor's New Groove did better, but not good by Disney standards, but like double what Dream with the Dorado made. Um, So even though it came, yeah, it was like March versus December, so it came out like nine months later, and it's the one that everyone cared about. Uh, This was fun. Like, it is a specific reference to the road movies that... With Bob Hope and someone. Bing Crosby. There we go. Um, have you, have we never watched a road movie together? I've never watched a road movie. Oh, my God. I've only watched road parodies. Oh. Or road references. Oh. Well, so that's the kind of fun. Like, it's this movie is all about the dynamic between these two buddy yeah. frenemies. Yeah. Um, frenemies is kind of harsh. It's only like a certain, like a half of an act of the movie that they're not. Yeah, they're mainly just friends. Mm-hmm. Um. And they're played by uh, Kenneth Brenna uh-huh. and um, and Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein, who Kevin Klein should be in every voice animated Kevin project. Kevin Klein like, should be in everything. I've so never good. seen him in something where I was like, "Oh, I wish this was anyone but Kevin, Kevin Klein." Yeah. yeah, Kevin Klein. You had no uh, complaints about in the Beauty and the Beast live action. No, like he's everything like, that Kevin Klein has done, great. Yeah, the rest of the movie. Like, should he have been in there like that? I don't know, but he was amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, Kevin Klein's great. Uh, and they together are so good. They recorded in the same studio, which is less like yeah. um, Ernie Sabella and Nathan Lane did that. Mm-hmm. And these two guys. And it's very apparent, but it's not done very often. Right. And especially if you're going to have like over talk, if you're mm-hmm. going to have like a little bit of like improv, a little bit of like play in which the lines. There is improv in this movie. Is yeah, that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of their banter is just stuff mm-hmm. they came up with in the studio. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I get why you don't do that for, for everything, but when you have two characters who are, like, bouncing off each other like this, yeah, especially who are, like, kind of, you know, uh, always, like, improvising in the moment. That's their characters, Like, yeah. their character is like, uh, I don't know, let's figure this next thing out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Did, did you had fun in this movie? <clears throat> I had a blast. Don't touch your face. I'll do what I want. <laughs> yeah, I had a blast. This is, this is a really fun movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. What, uh, Emperor's New Groove. Oh, boy. Yeah. What was your first experience with The Emperor's New Groove? We saw this in theaters. Whoa. Uh, it was a December release, so it must have been sometime over like winter break. Yeah. 
Uh, we loved it. We had no idea what to expect because it's like the Disney movies before this are Dinosaur and Tarzan. And like looking back, Tarzan is a lot better than everyone at the time gave it credit for because mm. when it comes out, you're comparing it to Lion King and Hunchback and things. And now you're like, oh, Tarzan is great. Like, have you seen Dinosaur? Tarzan's great. <laughs> like, um, so it is coming off of this renaissance period. And so having something just totally different, which this movie does, like in tone and like the way the story works, was really fun. We laughed a lot. Very memorable characters. Yeah. Nice. We quoted this movie a lot. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. What about you? I first saw this movie like two years ago with mm. you mm -hmm. uh, because you kept quoting it and then <laughs> I had to see it in order to understand when you kept saying i'm a llama again Yay, i'm a llama again wait yeah um favorite so yeah I, I i really enjoyed it on on first viewing um on second viewing i thought it was fine yeah uh, this last time was a little bit yeah and i don't know if it's i mean we'll get into it i don't know mm -hmm. if it's because we saw el dorado first or because i've seen so much more since then, mm -hmm. or because I'd already seen it again, so some of the fun surprises weren't there, but, um, yeah. Cool. Dick, are you ready to cookie timer this? No. Hey. <laughs> uh, Wildly unprepared for the summary. Yeah, okay, so I I also ready? have uh, Wikipedia up Great. so that I can get names. Great. Okay. And go. Okay, so uh, they try and make this movie, and Sting is writing the soundtrack. <laughs> but, oh, oh no, wait, no. wait, oh no, that's the documentary. Okay, so Emperor's New Groove. Uh, <laughs> there's this guy named Kuzco. He's an emperor. He's a jerk. It's his birthday for some reason, and he's going to uh, destroy a town in order to build his water park. Uh, Pacha, who's played by John Goodman, is like, hey, that's my town. Please don't destroy it. And Kuzco's like, too bad. Anyway, there's this lady named Yzma uh, and Kronk, not a lady, just a guy. And they um, try to kill David Spade's Kuzco character. And instead of doing that, they turn him into a llama. What? Uh, he runs away and he meets Pacha, who's the guy who he tried to destroy his village earlier. And Pacha uh, tries to get Kuzco back to the palace. But then... Oh, man, Kuzco doesn't cooperate because he's a jerk. And meanwhile, Yzma's trying to look for Kuzco so she can murder him. Uh, there's a squirrel. And Kuzco and uh, Pacha keep running into trouble. And they learn that they should work together. And they'll be more successful if they work together like friends instead of like enemies or frenemies. So they do that. And... It ends. Well, he's still a llama. He, oh, he's a llama. So they have to go back and go into Yzma's laboratory to get the potion to turn him back into a human. And then there's a fight scene and a chase scene. And then he gets turned back into a human. And Yay, Yzma gets turned into again. a kitty cat. Yeah. And it's a happy ending. Does he build his water park? Everyone loves kitty cats. Kind of. No. What? He doesn't. Oh. That's the whole point. Anyway. What? Wait, really? Yeah. That's the ending that Sting changed. 
No, they're like sliding down a water slide at no, the end. No, they're sliding down a waterfall. But because he learns to enjoy the simple pleasures, he does. He builds a cottage, but not a park. Oh, really? Yes. But Pacha says, you know, there's like a mountain, or no? Yep. Uh, yeah. At the yeah, end, they're like, "There's a mountain right next to mine." Yeah. That would be great for a water park. But then. He decides not to build a water park. He just, when he goes, booyah, out of that Wait, door, is it's that, just a cottage. Are you serious? Sting changed the ending. No, he but was I, thought, I thought they were in a water park at the end anyway. I don't think that's the oh case. Oh, my God. I, that All was right. not. Well, he clearly. See, you didn't know the difference. He didn't need a water park to have fun. No, he you can't clearly, tell the difference if it's he a water clearly park. said, they both agreed, like, hey, let's build this water park on the next mountain over yeah implying they th- that they were building a water park you're right about that conversation so even though it is not in the book anywhere he changed his mind and did yeah not build i mean a water it's park? just visually there you don't see the water park so oh that's my god how it's i did text. not get i did not get yep. that well it's it might it's a so wikipedia describes it as a modest and smaller resort so <laughs> we're, we're probably both right <laughs> Oh, um, that's really unclear. Yeah. Anyway. It's fine. So Sting changed the end of this movie. Yeah. We, we want to talk about that. <laughs> do we just want to jump into that real so quick? Both of, well, I will say both of these movies yeah. started out as kind of a more serious epic project. That's, yes. Um, for the Road to El Dorado, it was going to be, so they were. Wait, like the movie epic where. Um, no. Where Steven Tyler plays an Imgaloo? No. Okay. The Road to El Dorado was conceived, at least it got far enough in production that they were aiming for a PG-13 rating. So there was going to, like, it was going to be... Yeah, I can see that. ...very adult-y. It was going to be very, like, much more sexy, much more scandalous, and there's still, like, an inappropriate amount of sexual innuendo in there. I was surprised. Um, But... It changed courses once they had kind of uh, congealed Prince of Egypt and Katzenberg decided we can't do two of these in a row. We need to lighten this one up. And so then it changed to um, a road, the road to El Dorado as a buddy comedy. Um, So that changed that way. Um, And I feel like that that's less of a stretch for that movie. Like it seemed to work as this one. The Emperor's New Groove, though, so here's here's where we were, uh, what, two hours ago? We were about to start recording. We had everything set up. And then you were looking, like, we always do, like, some quick last minute, like, Research. let's see if there's anything we missed, because um, we don't, we watch these both streaming, like, we don't have, like, behind the scenes about? features or whatever. Right. But you found. So I found that uh, this started, and I, I knew this, like, I had some dots that hadn't been connected this started as a movie called kingdom of the sun Mm -hmm. which was originally intended to be a full-on like renaissance musical to stand up with aladdin and lion king directed by so story originally is by roger allers one of the directors of the lion king anyway giant in scope like it's going to be this mystic land and it's going to have a big like isma was is intended to be a scar like mm-hmm. kind of presence, like big Slash and bad, like and... evil queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they hired Sting to write the songs 
kind of a la Elton John in yeah. The Lion King. And like they went through this for like a year and a half and then they showed it to the bigwigs and they hated it. They were like, this so doesn't work at all. Over the next six months, it entirely changed directions. Roger yeah. Allers ends up leaving the project. Yeah, His no, co-director stays no on. No one that started on the project. Or like no. many of the big people that started on the and project. The co-director wasn't there to begin with. He right. was brought in. So a whole big thing. And then it ends up essentially being a buddy comedy. Um, it, it does seem like the main like core of the message of like ego versus humility yeah we remain intact and the there's a prince who turns into a llama but that's pretty much it so so you found so i found i found that all of this is chronicled in a never released documentary by sting's wife Mm -hmm. (laughs) trudy styler who um sting yeah we just said wrote the music um it's called the the what the steam box the the sweat box um and it's an hour and a half documentary that started when they were doing Kingdom of the Sun yeah. and ends with Emperor's New Groove. So it starts very much like every Disney documentary you've ever seen. Any like featurette on a and DVD. And then halfway through, there's like kind of a thing where everything goes to hell. Yeah. Uh, and then it kind of ends like every Disney documentary you've ever seen. But there's like a, a really fascinating like 45 minutes of it where it's just like, oh, no one's happy no one knows what's going on. At one Sting point, thought he was supposed to be done like I mean, a year ago. I mean, that's the theme of this documentary is yeah. Sting thinks he's done writing music. No, no. he's not. Um, um, yeah, at one point they have like six different storyboard outlines that they're like, like they have different pairs of people on. It just, it sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. So um, this is... Only on YouTube, as far as I was able to find. It was conceived. So what I learned was that part of Sting's initial contract, part of the terms was that Trudy Styler had access to make a documentary about yeah, it. Yeah, nice. Um, and so it seems like this premiered at some movie festival, but yeah. then was like never, it was supposed to be distributed by Disney. And Disney didn't have a problem with it. Hmm. It just was never released. So... The YouTube video that we watched that we'll probably link out. It says, claims it's banned. And Disney documentary. It's no, not banned. It just never. It just didn't get released. Get released. But it's it's really, really fascinating. Yeah. Um, really worth watching. So, yeah. yeah. It, we learned so much. And also, like, we understand why Kingdom of the Sun didn't work. You had too many things going on. Oh, yeah. But some of the footage and some of the songs that oh, Sting wrote. Oh, my God. Wrote, Eartha like, Kitt's song. Eartha Kitt gets, like... From the clip that we heard, and apparently this is on the soundtrack that they released, mm. um, she has like maybe one of the best Disney villain songs of the uh, decade. I don't no. know. Who knows? Yes. You got to listen to the full version of it. Um, but I, the clips we heard, I were understand that you are epic. very excited about it. I there is no possibility that it is the best Disney song of the decade. Villain song. Villain song of the decade. Well, I don't know what decade is that. I mean, that's be prepared. That's the two thousand, yeah, it's well, all the no, good news. No, so that's not be well, prepared. Yeah, I guess if two thousand, it it is maybe the only song of the. I guess Mother Knows Best is twenty ten. Well, so where's that's a new Friends decade. on the other side? Friends, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm gonna have to listen to this whole thing because the clips I heard seemed like it took Friends on the other side to the next level, and well, I love Friends, friends on, to the other on the other side. Friends on the other side was good enough that it stayed in the movie, so. <laughs> 
Anyway, Eartha, it sounds like Eartha Kit was supposed to be involved in a lot of songs, and now she's involved in none, and yeah. it just made me really sad. Yeah, she 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 had a much bigger part in the original yes. movie, yeah. and it's a it's a bummer because she's amazing. She's incredible. Yeah. Um. So where they end up is buddy comedies. Yeah. And Dick, like you've seen road movies. Yeah. I have not. Oh. Uh, like how do these, the how, how do these frenemies so, end up working in terms of like buddy comedy archetypes and dynamics? All right. So I'll I'll answer this in two ways. Mm-hmm. So specifically in regard to the road movies, mm-hmm. which are the uh, Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, Road to Casablanca, Road to wherever. Yeah. Um, um fairly unlike them um road to el dorado has like some you could tell it takes inspiration from it because they're two guys who are like kind of they're not like bumbling idiots but they're not smart and Mm -hmm. they just kind of like play it by ear yeah constantly improvising so um in that way it, it 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 kind of feels like it um but as far as like a a uh, like a buddy comedy in general, um, I think Road to El Dorado like absolutely uh, succeeds mm-hmm. in that, especially the first half hour or so. Yeah, the first act is really strong. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Like it's um, yeah, it's just super. So like I I'm trying worth, to find a good comparison. Well, it's worth mentioning here that the writers are. Um, Russo and Elliot. Yeah. Is that the last names? I believe so. Um, so it's the guys um, who wrote Pirates, the sc- the screenplay for Pirates. It's yeah. the guys who punched up Aladdin. They yeah. basically wrote Aladdin. And you, Clements had a draft, but they basically wrote Aladdin. You really feel like, especially that intro, the intro to this movie is somewhere between the beginning of Titanic and the beginning of Aladdin. Mm. Where like, in Titanic, uh, he like wins a ticket to go on to the Titanic in a poker game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this, they win the map to El Dorado in yeah. a, a dice game. Dice game. They win. They Elliot like, and cheated. Rossio. I Elliot always forget the second guy's name. Um, but yeah, so like, there's there's this like kind of fun adventure vibe where like, you know, there's danger, but it's not real danger. But mm-hmm. they're like. One jump ahead of the bread line, Just, one step yeah. ahead of the sword. They All steal only what they can't afford, and that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got that real energy, and mm-hmm. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Emperor's New Groove, maybe it's not as fair to call a buddy comedy. There's, it is a comedy, and it centers on characters who become buddies yeah. and learn how to work together. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I'd say it's still a, it's it's like a mismatch buddy comedy like yeah. uh yeah yeah it's like you know one of those cop movies where it's like you got to work with this guy what i hate this guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we're button heads and in the end hey we're about like um so it uh it's more of a lethal weapon mm-hmm. um where it's mm-hmm. two cops that don't necessarily like each other that by the end are best friends and inseparable and mm-hmm. they solve the thing yeah um as opposed to like a I can't think of a better example. So like a Blues Brothers where like we are together at the beginning. Yeah. We have some falling out, but we are together at the end. I mean, that's that's more the road to El Dorado. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like the dynamic here. And I think it's it's interesting that these are paired together in the 
in the documentary we, we watched, Pacha, the John Goodman character, is described as the glue of the movie. And I think that's very, like, he's the heart of the movie, right? Why are you laughing? Because he wasn't in the movie. Well, he wasn't. He <laughs> Initially. They, well, they, yeah, this was after the switch. I just said, I think it's, you're like, yeah, he's the heart and the glue of the movie. And he is, but yeah, it was originally. They needed to create a character to have the movie be gluey. Because yeah. it was, it was what, Owen Wilson? It was, so originally it was the Prince and the Pauper. Yeah. With, but also the prince turned into a llama. Yeah. <laughs> seemed like it seemed like they were trying to do a lot of things. Yeah, Owen Wilson and David Spade played uh, South American characters uh, who look alike and yeah. they trade places. Let's 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 talk about that real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, when I watched this, yeah. or when we watched this uh, recently, rewatched this for the podcast, um, you made a comment like. Uh, this is all white people playing these characters. And I was like, yeah. And you were like, well, they're not white. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's so, very interesting to me. I mean, so this takes place theoretically in Peru. Cusco from the Wikipedia. Uh, Cusco is the young, selfish, and overly pampered emperor of the Inca Empire. I did not. I did not. So pick that's that. like Peru-ish, right? Yeah. Machu Picchu. That's all Inca. Like there's mountains yep. and there's llamas. Mm-hmm. I don't. Part of it is I I know like nothing about Peru. I thought you were gonna say llamas. I know some things like, about llamas. Um, but llamas I, or llamas. Sting maybe wasn't sure. Sting might have. The British made pronunciation a, might be llama. He I don't might know. have made an entire song rhyming the word llama. Yeah. And it so, might have been on purpose or not. So, uh, yeah, I don't know anything about Peru or Machu Picchu mm-hmm. or anything like that. So it, it's entirely possible that this is on me. But also, the movie doesn't go out of its way to be like, here is where we are. They do not. That is true. Uh, it's just like, there's a there's an emperor, mm-hmm. and he's a jerk, and here's this other guy. Mm-hmm. And since... Like, they're all voiced by white people. Yeah. Uh, except for Eartha, Eartha Kitt, Kitt, who is uh, like She's a purple, purple lady. Yeah. <laughs> so never in my mind was I like, oh, this is set somewhere. Yeah. I was just like, oh, it's a fantasy world. Whereas Road to El Dorado, very, like, not only do they literally say it. Um, <laughs> they literally mean it. But, like, you see the... The world mm-hmm. that they come from, mm-hmm. you see the world that they go to, yeah. you see like there is attention paid to the architecture and, and everything. And, and it helps that that's a plot point, mm-hmm. but you can tell that they are in a place. Mm-hmm. In this, it's just in, in, in Emperor's New Groove, I feel like it's just like, <clears throat> you know, we're in a place. Uh, well, I don't know. It doesn't matter where. It's kind of nice, right? There's that a- they're not tokenizing it or drawing attention to... I mean, I think the signifier for me is all the characters, except for Isma, all the characters are brown. Um, Ish. But I get, but I guess in Road to El Dorado, you have a direct contrast, right? With this, with um, the the Spaniards look very white as yeah. Spaniards do, and then the Eldoradans, Eldoradans, Eldoradians, Eldorados, um, definitely have a darker the skin tone, right? But yeah, in in Emperor's New Groove, like they're brownish they're tan they're, they're like, tan but the other character is purple 
Yeah, but so, they all have black hair and they have a face shape. It's Kronk doesn't Kronk have blonde hair? What? No. Oh, never mind. He has like gold plated armor. That's kind of light thing. hair. Uh, no, his hair is black. They're anyway. all their hair is black. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, the the little girl's hair is red. What? The little girl's hair is red. That's absolutely false. It's one hundred percent true. That... I will fight you on this. Patcha I will. Yeah. Kids. Emperor. I'm. I'm not editing this out. Um. Because this is worth it. Image. Um. Nope. She's oh. got a red like hair twisty in one of the pigtails. Who has red hair in this movie? No one. You saw maybe a different movie. Are your eyes okay? No. Have you been sequestered into? Yeah. No one has red hair. Well, I still blame the movie. <laughs> Not a single person. I still blame the movie instead the, of me. The squirrels are brown. Are there you thinking we of the go. squirrels? Oh wait, wait. What do you? Th- the uh, the emperor theme oh, song guy. Tom Jones. Yeah. Theme song guy. Tom has Jones red hair. has Tom Jones hair. Boom. There we go. Boom. But look at but, but look at the difference in their skin tone. Looks the same to me. Uh huh. So theme anyway, song guy has red hair. Emperor's New Groove takes place in South America. All white actors. Yeah. Except for Eartha Kitt. Um, but uh, El Dorado does a little better in that respect. Ke- Kevin Klein and Kenneth Branagh are the Europeans. And, <laughs> well, that's, that's fair. But That's they an have, American and got, an Englishman. But for real, you have Rosie Perez and Edward James Olmos and Armando Sante playing the El Doradans. Did Edward James not get in the movie? <sighs> You make this joke every time. Yeah, it's a good joke. Anyway, so they have people of color playing the people of color, uh-huh. which is nice. It's something. You know. It's something. It's nice. It's yeah. all white creators. But neither, neither of these movies are, are cultural touchstones. No, no, no. no. Uh, Sting realized that toward the end of this movie. Yeah, Sting is like... Sting hadn't been aware of Pocahontas, is he, what, I, he was is not what aware we learned of in Disney. the documentary. <laughs> yeah, he was just like... Like, because the, the, it sounded like... Uh, uh, it started out um, more respectful to the culture and more rooted in the culture. And Sting's a world music guy. So he was bringing in pan pipes and he was bringing in percussion from that part of the world. And the one song they kept was the Tom Jones song. The Tom, I was at least like a little bit like Cuban Caribbean. Uh, I don't know. So let's talk about, let's talk about some music. Sure. Uh, Because there is, there's one sung song, right? Well, in... so the other interesting thing is that these movies started as something different, but they both started as musical. At, right. at one point in the process, were like full on. They musicals. were designed to be like characters singing songs, musicals, and both uh, songwriters were under that impression the whole time. That's correct. Uh, so Emperor's New Groove, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, has one song in it. It has a. It's a bookend song. It's technically. There right. are two instances but of the song, but it's the same it's song. It's the theme song guy, Kuzco. Perfect word begins and ends with you. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's yeah. fun. Yeah. It's the only song that's in there. Mm-hmm. And it is sung by technically a character. Theme song guy. Theme song guy. Voiced by Tom Jones. His official but it's name. a tiny Tom Jones caricature. And he doesn't really do anything aside from nope. sing the theme song. Yep. So he's... It's kind of not a character. Mm-hmm. Now, Road to El Dorado mm-hmm. has many songs it throughout. Mm-hmm. Only one of them is sung by the characters. That's correct. 
Um, and that is the song where they like kind of trip out. Yeah, it's tough to be a god. Is that what it's called? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's tough to be a bug. Yes. Do, 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 do. It's probably, they probably stole it from the Animal yeah. Kingdom attraction. Um, pretty fun song. I like it more than is, you do. This is Elton John and Tim Rice. Um, and Aida comes out in 99. This movie comes out in 2000. Yeah. So they're writing kind of both at the same time. Which is, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this. So, so the song, so what ends up happening is that Elton John kind of Phil Collins is it. <laughs> um, that's what ends up being asked of him. But he's written all these songs for characters, for dialogue scenes, for different things. And he ends up being credited as the singing narrator. He does not appear on screen like Tom Jones. No. Um, but basically he, he is singing as like background score. Yes. Essentially in a bunch of scenes, except for this Tough to Be a God with that Kevin Klein and Kenneth Branagh sing. And it, the scene is uneven it's fun but it they, they they're trying to go for friend like me and i don't think anyone uh, wanted to put in the time for it to be that so no. it just kind of happens yeah the um the trail we blaze mm-hmm. uh is a song like so the rest of the songs are sung by elton john yes uh the trail we blaze I thought it was really successful. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, really and I kind of wish the characters would have been singing it. Like, I, I can see how that would work. Yeah. It, it, but I will say, like, we criticized Brother Bear yeah. and Spirit to an extent. And, and for just. <laughs> I forgot about those Brian, Ad- or Brian Adam Brian, Brian Adams. Adams, yeah. Uh, just, in Spirit. Those were dumb. Yeah. Oh my God. Except gosh. for the one where he's like, <laughs> we've talked about Spirit. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so we've criticized movies for having just like a pop song in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think they worked in this. They work here. Like it helps that they were intentionally written right. for the characters to sing. Right. And then kind of changed so that Elton John could sing them. Yeah. Which was like, a, I can't remember the producer's name, but one of the producers was like, we decided to, we didn't, we wanted to separate ourselves from um, like the traditional Disney musical. Yeah. Although, what it ends up looking like is Tarzan from literally the year earlier. Right. Which is... Which is fine. But I I thought, like, in general, the the Elton John sung songs Mm -hmm. were pretty successful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what's also... You were were telling me that you thought the music in this was better than Lion King. I was not saying that. (laughs) But I will say okay. that they, um, just like Prince of Egypt, they got, and Lion King, they got Hans Zimmer to do the score. Oh. So the score is awesome. Oh, the score is amazing. And yeah. <laughs> um, even if I had never looked at a Wikipedia article, I know that this movie didn't do well in the box office because all the score is a, a slightly less developed version of... Everything in the Pirates of the Caribbean score that comes out three years later. Hmm. It's like directly, there are themes that are exactly the same. Yeah. It's like. The Jeffrey Rush theme. Yeah. From the Barbosa theme. Barbosa is theme. The villain's theme in this movie. Yeah. And there's a lot of. And it's great. <laughs> like, it's great. But it, yeah, it's... Highly distracting to watch and it's any less, time after Pirates comes out, though. It's less hooky. Like, yeah. there's less of a hook. Yes. It's, it's more background-y. But it is definitely... 
there. Like you once I, I didn't notice it until you pointed it out and then I couldn't not and then hear you it. can't not hear it yeah. it's like when's Jack Sparrow yeah. coming out like it just it sounded it sounded almost like a really good you know when like um <clears throat> so there's a great uh-huh there's a great YouTube video about uh, temp tracks that I'll try and find and link mm, out. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, I, I mean, we've talked about this with Beauty and the Beast, yeah, right? Yeah, with Alan Menken. Is someone will put in a temp track, uh, like a temporary music track, mm-hmm. to show a director a convey, cut of a movie and, and convey, convey the, the emotion. Mood, like the, the song I compose is going to sound like Aquarium from Carnival the Animals. Yeah. And then the director will be like, Oh no! Don't change it. I like that one. And then Alan Menken will go, "No." Yeah, but that's, and write an awesome score for Beating the Beast. But that's why, like, every movie sounded like the uh, beginning of Inception for a while. <laughs> that's why every Marvel movie sounds almost exactly the same, is because they put in those temp tracks. Mm-hmm. Directors like, well, just make that. I like that. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like someone took pirates. <laughs> laid in that temp track and uh-huh. then the director was like can you do something that sounds like Hans Zimmer's score from Pirates and Hans and Zimmer like, said okay <laughs> yeah so instead of dun 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 we'll do dun 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 <laughs> like yeah we'll just switch up like three notes it'll be fine maybe that's what they did in Pirates <laughs> Maybe Jerry Bruckheimer was like, this road to El Dorado, it's got a pretty good score. Do you think Hans Zimmer was phoning it in in Pirates and accidentally (laughs) wrote some really great music? That would be funny. Yeah. He would admit to it. Hans Zimmer is delightful. Yeah. What's a dodgy question? Yeah. So how does it, how does it like, are these, do these movies need more music? Would it have been fun? Do, do the songs that the one song in each movie that ends up being sung by nominally a character does mm-hmm. it work? Do it... So um, this is harder to answer after watching the documentary. Yeah. Because uh... okay, so it sounds like Sting like brought his A plus 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 game yes, to Kingdom of the Sun. Sting worked really hard. Like those songs sound really good. But I'll also say, like, just even um, the the theme song guy song, yeah, the Cusco song. It seems like that was maybe a song that spanned a couple of characters. Mm-hmm. Because we saw a, we saw a clip where Eartha Kitt is singing that That's as where Yzma. It begins and ends. With, yeah. Oh. So. Oh, I'm so mad. Like, if that song was the intro, mm-hmm. and like. Different characters kind of got their yeah their intro. That would have been that would have been really fun. Yeah, I would have liked that. Would it have made the movie better? I don't know. Or would it have felt so? What you're talking about is a little bit of what El Dorado does, mm-hmm. which is having the character sing. And one of the reasons it didn't work for me, even though like I love musical theater, definitely mm-hmm. like have the character sing to me, is because they never sang before or again. Yeah. And so it just felt very jarring. Like even if those two guys had sung that traveling song yeah. or whatever, um, there would have been a precedent for like, oh, okay, this scene, like when they're kind of having their own adventure in their head, yeah. they sing, there's like no conceit for it that worked. What the scene needed is for like them to be maybe speaking some lyrics and then make it very clear that like, oh, now they've entered a new stage of drunkenness or they've taken some drug. Yeah. And now it's like fantastical and they're singing. 
but it wasn't quite clear. It's kind yeah. of implied, but not as clear. People I like, are just drinking in general. I liked that scene more than you did, but I yeah. understand your criticism yeah. for sure. So I wonder if doing that in Emperor's New Groove just made just would have made it awkward because if, we if like, Yzma never sings again. <clears throat> open what? with a song and then we're done. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But theme but adding in a theme song guy. Yeah. Whose character is the guy that sings. And he's the only one that sings that yeah. I think functions more logically. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say like it if anything, I think I think El Dorado is generally fine. I I, I do think that the one character sung song mm-hmm. could have used a little more build up. Yeah. But honestly, I'm I'm okay with where it is. Mm-hmm. Um but Road to um Emperor's New Groove. Thank you. Uh, yeah, could it could it use like a little kick in the ass somewhere? Uh-huh. I feel like a little music because music is a little bit like a a monologue where you can say like you you can't have a character come out and say I feel sad right now because of this, mm-hmm. but you can do that in a song. Yeah, and it works. And I think they could have built more character if they had if they had some more music. Yeah. In there. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I wonder, so my kind of takeaway, okay, let's, I'm trying to think of how I want to frame yeah, this. Frame so it. Emperor's New Groove won the cultural war against Road to El Dorado. It's the more popular of the two movies. Yes, like more people have seen it. Yeah. And I feel like when when I see like someone talking about Road to El Dorado, people who have seen it generally like it. Yeah. But like no one's really seen it. Right. Why do you think Emperor's New Groove won the cultural war and should it? Like, should it have? Disney. Uh Uh-huh. I think is why. Yeah. Um, Should it have? That's interesting. And and I will say, Emperor's New Groove, I don't think anyone cared about for a while. Mm -hmm. But it's had like a renaissance where people, I feel like, are now looking back and really appreciating it and saying like, oh, you know what? We kind of overlooked this, but... You know, when Dinosaur is coming out and Emperor's New Groove is coming out, oh, you got a pretty good movie here. Yeah. Um, should it be the better remembered movie? I I mean, no. It's I think it's a pretty good movie. People have like kind of reappreciated it. And I think it's a good movie. Um, it didn't strike me as much the second time watching it. Road to El Dorado, I had a blast with. Um, I think the first act is stronger than the second and third by far, but I really, really enjoyed it. So yeah, if, if one of these is going to be remembered, I would love it to be the road to El Dorado. Over Emperor's New Groove. Yes. That's interesting. So I have, I have a similar experience to you this time. And I think we've said this a bunch of times before on the podcast, expectation is everything. It makes a difference. It colors your everything when viewing a movie. So I didn't have high expectations for Road to El Dorado and knew I loved Emperor's New Groove. Hmm. So going into both and having my expectations like surpassed in El Dorado and for Emperor's New Groove being like, oh, I don't laugh as much as I thought I did in this movie, Mm. colored it to a certain degree. I do, in favor of Emperor's New Groove, I, that movie is about something like the Emperor's New Groove has a has a character dynamic arc, right? Sure. And it is about putting aside your ego for the good of a community. And Pacha is related to that, and Isma is the foil to that, and right. that's all of Cusco's arc. The Road to El Dorado 
technically has that, right? They want gold, and then at the end they abandon gold for this community they found. But there's not a solid thread, like you said, through that second and third act that is directly connected to that. Like, I kind of came out of that movie being like, oh, I was very entertained. I love a lot of these scenes. I'm not really sure what this movie is about. Like, I know what happened in it, but I don't know what it's about. So for me, I'm o- I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And actually, I find it, like, refreshing. And that's like a road comedy, right? It's that same thing. It's not yeah. about anything. It's like, what's it about? It's about these guys yeah. doing an adventure. Yeah. Um, do they learn stuff? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's not like... I, I think the, the Disney formula is very successful, but the formula of... There's a thing this person needs to overcome or wants to overcome, and then they mm-hmm. uh, either overcome it or realize that it's not the actual problem, and mm-hmm. then, then everything is resolved in the end. It's very it's very successful, but also there are other ways to do yeah uh, animated movies. So when I when I get to experience something that's different, it's it's honestly a little refreshing. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think Road to El Dorado. Um, really speaks to me is like just like uh we talk about when we watch a miyazaki movie like um it's a different form of storytelling it's a different way of presenting a story Mm -hmm. um and this is similar like i don't know a disney movie that functions like this Mm -hmm. where it's just like here is a story we're not going to tell you uh, I don't know good Disney movies that function. I don't like know that. a Disney movie that functions like that, where they're like, "Here's a story. We're not going to tell you what to feel about." It's it, not. There's not like a a sentence because even the Good Dinosaur that's all over the place is about making your mark. Yeah, right? there's like that's, there's a moral. There's a tagline. There's a tag. Yeah, yeah to every Disney movie, um, and I kind of like that in this one. It's just like maybe maybe there is, maybe there isn't, but the point is like these two guys are on an adventure. Mm-hmm. I like that. That that's that's fair. Okay, yeah. you want is it is is it time? I mean, we've got like eight more weeks in quarantine, so we can keep this going. Oh no, um, that's not that. Those are not good principles to oh, lead okay. a podcast. Well, by. let's you know what? Let's do the final cut. Let's let's final cut this. Uh, uh so our first segment of final cut bleh, words scene shout out. Mm. Shout out. I did, I did not think about this at all. Mm-hmm. I forgot about segments as we were watching this these movies. Usually I have something in the back of my mind. Yeah, you're usually prepared. So now we're on even footing. Yeah. Uh, shout out a scene from Road to El Dorado. Let's. Yeah. Um, Road to El Dorado. Uh, my scene shout out will be uh, Kenneth Brenner and Kevin Klein. Yeah. I forget their characters' names. Uh, when they, Ooh, Oh, I got a, like a line shout out. Oh, that's fine. Okay. That, that's a thing. I have a line shout out and then I'll do a, the, I'll do a scene. Okay. Uh, line shout out is when they're trying to get onto the boat <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. Yes. They hide in barrels. Yeah. And one of them says to the other, like, what's going on? Where are we going? And the line is, uh, we are in barrels. That is the extent of my knowledge. Oh, so good. Um, so the scene where they are, uh, they have escaped the boat that they were like kind of stowed away on and they are now in a rowboat with a horse. (laughs) Yeah, they are. And they are like saying these beautiful 
super melodramatic over the top goodbyes to each other and like i get the feeling one they've done this a bunch of times before (laughs) and two it's like it's really kind of sweet like they're like hey you are the adventure that i crave and oh you are the the treasure you're like the true treasure in my life and like it's very sweet but also like very melodramatic so it's funny uh-huh. um but i think it's a really good um explanation and exploration of these characters there's a monster in the alley yeah. don't worry about it don't know if you can hear but there's a monster big outside. banging noises um and I, th- I think that's the kind of cool thing is like both of these characters are are similar but one is more like I want gold. One is more like, I want to do interesting things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really love that scene. It really it really helps define the characters. And it's just, it's so much like fun back and forth. Yeah. That I'm sure is like partially just Kevin Klein and, and Kenneth Brenna having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that back and forth is kind of my real scene shout out. Like just any time that happens. But I will, speaking of monsters in the alley... I will um, shout out. So here's an example of why, I, like I'm, I'm like eighty percent on board with this movie because it has so many cool starter scenes mm. that don't go anywhere. Okay. One example of this, and yeah. it's going to be my scene shout out, is the priest who's kind of been like. He's the Jafar. It's he's the Jafar. Yes, and it's unclear. Like it, we think he does believe they're gods, but he's trying to leverage their presence for him to be in charge next. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's kind of scheming this whole time and he can use, he's got like potion magic. Yeah. He can do vapors and stuff. And during the, like, I guess climax of the movie, it doesn't feel like it at the time. It feels like there should be another one, but this is it. Um, He awakens, he sits on this throne that's like a giant kind of cat, I guess is the... like a giant cat giant Like Like a jaguar statue. Yeah. And he throws these potions together. He, this guy who has kind of been sidekick slash general guard of the city, he just tosses him into the potion. He just thing. kicks him into the pit. He's he like, just kills a guy he, on and he screen. Says, he tastes it. And he goes, hmm, needs more body. And yeah. then he kicks the guy's body Boom. in. Oh. So he kills a guy, one. Uh, just murked. Uh, just the, dead. <laughs> the vapors roll up. And then he's like, uh, you know, 60-foot throne comes to life as a jaguar that he controls with his body. So then, like, he gets on all fours like a jaguar and starts doing that shack and the kitty the shimmy, shimmy with the shoulders. And then the the stone jaguar does it, too, with yeah. glowing eyes. And then he sicks it on the whole village. It's so cool. We both, like, audibly gasped yeah. during this scene. It doesn't really go anywhere. That cat's alive for, like... A scene, and I then mean, he gets like drowned in lava. I think it's—he doesn't get drowned in lava. He wipes off the lava. Where does he end up? He ends up getting thrown into the pit uh, oh. uh, to nowhere. Because yeah. remember, he gets thrown into the lava and then he gets out. Yeah. Um. So it's like a temporary setback more than a big bad situation. Yeah, but it's really cool. Yeah, the big bad of this movie is kind of Cortez, but not really. But not He's really. He's a fake big bad. Yeah, the big I, bad is the priest. Yeah, it kind of. It yeah, doesn't I, have. A I big understand bad. that criticism. That's fair. It like e- either have one or don't, yeah. and this movie do- it plays a weird. I like that priest though. He's, gray space. He's, mm. 
I liked him, but I could never figure out what he was doing, which is fine if you, you were, do eventually. You, and you were never less do. clear about whether he believed they were gods or not. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? I thought he believed they were gods okay. until they had bled. Yeah. Uh, well, I did the not king, realize the chief, the chief was just like, no, these aren't gods. Yeah, he They're knew the guys. whole time. Oh. But like, what did that knowledge do for the nothing? Anyway, the cat was cool. Thank you. Stone cat. Ooh. Yeah. Dick, if you're going to name an MVP. I would actually like to shout out a scene from the second movie. We could do that first. We can like go in the normal order Go in the, the normal show. order that's and fine do the normal segments. That's fine if that's segments. something you want to do. Okay. I, just switching it up by doing it normal. <laughs> Uh, Kate, I uh-huh. would like to shout out a scene from Emperor's New. Go for it. Groove. Groove. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's not much. Okay. But uh, I really enjoy the scene uh, where, no, it's pretty good, where they're uh, 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 Cusco and Pacha. Pacha. Uh, are on a bridge and then the bridge banks and they're hanging in vines and then they're having a fight <laughs> while hanging in vines they're like punching and swinging and then yeah the punching and swinging is great yeah then they fall almost get eaten by alligators or crocodiles uh-huh. whichever one's in peru and then have to like work together to get back up mm-hmm. i think it's an effective scene because it, it they it's just a temporary setback Mm -hmm. but they have to learn something in order to get out Mm -hmm. so they get they fall down a thing they have to work together to get out of the thing i think it's an effective scene and i love 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 the vine fight yeah i just think it's really funny well and it's even more effective because it comes back at the end Mm. that they have to do that same back-to-back climbing at the end um yeah, that's good. Yeah. I, what about you? I like the end scene. So just, I think in both of these movies, they are best when their characters are just bantering. Like, yeah. you've got a great cast here and some really snappy writing. Patrick Warburton as Kronk and yeah. Eartha Kitt as Yzma just play back and forth so nicely. And so my scene shout out is going to be kind of the ending action sequence, starting with um, Kuzco Getting into Isma's lab by activate like by activating a gag from earlier, which is the oh, why do yeah. we even have that lever? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the 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 lever that's yeah like, that, to a crocodile pit yeah. or alligator pit. So you see them come in, and then they have to battle Isma and Kronk, and they're flipping around all these potion vials that can turn you into various things. So there's a little bit of the um the sword in the so- stone mm-hmm. sequence of like. Or now he's a whale. What like, yeah, like what are they going to do as a whale? Now that now he's a bat. Now he's a whatever. And so he's poof, poof, poof into different animals. And when he's a whale, he breaks down this bridge, and then that gets him to a different yeah. stage in the combat. Really fun. And then he's switching, switching, switching. Drinks a potion. Poof. He turns into a llama. <laughs> he's lying. Yay! I'm a llama again. Wait is so it catches you as the audience in the same position that you're yeah. like oh good he's back to oh no that's no, not the goal right mama, yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's it's a oh. quote that you use because uh, it's it's just so relevant by accident through a like, lot of li- like like if we're lost and then we end up in a spot that we recognize 
but where we're not, we were still lost. Or like, like, yeah, we're back here. Oh, for a while it was a daily use. Like, uh, daily use was um, appropriate because, like, I, like Trump would fire someone in his administration, and you're like, yes, and then you realize, like. Oh no, he gets to appoint the next person oh, that no, holds that position and they're going to be worse. So you're like, yay, I'm a llama. Oh. oh. Um, it's just, it has so many uses. Remember Sean Spicer? No. No. That I don't like remember. Decades ago. I don't remember last Thursday. No, I, it's how been am a I supposed lot. to remember Sean Spicer? Um, cool. So now, would you like to name an MVP now that we are done with the first segment? Sting. <laughs> Say more. Um,. Ah oh, man, uh, <laughs> I no, he never gave up. Sting's an honorary MVP mm-hmm. because his he he's not felt in the movie no. like at all. No. Well, that's he's an MVP of the documentary about the movie. <laughs> you, watched. you gotta watch that. This. His wife produced. Sting is Sting is amazing in that like he does not give a shit. He's no. not very good at like he he cares about the movie. He just doesn't give a shit about appearing. He cares nice. about his work in the movie. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't care about. Uh, uh, looking good on the camera. No. He doesn't care about... Collaborating. Uh, collaborating. Uh, he's not great at it, it appears. No. Uh, amazing. But my MVP of uh, this movie... These movies. These movies. Oh. Well, uh, I'm going to give it a joint MVP oh. to oh. Kevin Klein and Kenneth Brenna because oh, they're amazing. Yes, I did take yours. Uh, yeah, they are You're amazing. welcome. They're so good. Oh, man. Who am I... Oh, man. Well, now... Eartha Kitt. Yeah. Eartha Kitt. Yeah. Eartha Kitt's songs. Let me give let me give my MVP to Not not in the movie. Not yeah, her cut songs from the movie, her performances in those songs. Okay. Cuz it just sound like she can do this, she sounds like she has such a frail voice and it's like so much vocal fry and squeaky and then she can just just belt out a song. Yeah. Would like, you Ugh. Would you say that she would still be an MVP if you hadn't heard those cut songs? Um, I would. I would probably give it to Patrick Warburton mm-hmm. first, just because like Sting is not a presence felt in the movie. Eartha Kitt is like a half presence in this movie. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. In what they've used, but Patrick Warburton's Kronk stands out more in this movie because yeah. it's just so surprising and refreshing. And also, Patrick Warburton's voice is yeah. one of my favorite things. To have in my ears, like yeah. it's, <laughs> so, it's a good, so fun. Uh, Patrick Warburton, we were we were saying like yeah. H. John Benjamin, Patrick Warburton, Fred Willard, like Fred Willard, these voices that just cannot sound different oh, if Louise? they try. Um, Kristen Shaw, K- Kristen Shaw. Yeah, there are some people with like super unique voices yeah. that it's just like, I just want you to like, no, don't don't put on an accent. Don't nope, don't try keep, to just give just us keep talking this and being funny. exact voice. Yeah, your voice is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So honorary Patrick Warburton, but Eartha Kitt, because nice. just like Sting, she gave it her all, and it wasn't used. Wasn't that used. Sucks. Uh, Kate, yeah. uh, do you want to cross something over between these two movies, and what is it that you would like to cross over? Uh, yeah, this could I... be characters. This could be creators. This could be like Happy Meal toys. If you think the Kronk Happy Meal toys should have been shipped with the El Dorado so Happy I Meal toys, so I wonder what would happen. If Kingdom of the Sun's first director, Roger Allers, were to like collaborate with Elton John and Tim Rice 
on a movie, it would just, it would be really interesting. Like, maybe not set it in, like, South America. Maybe, like, uh, like Africa. Oh, maybe you could like get Beyonce and John Oliver. Get out of here. Leave. <laughs> get out of here. Um, no, uh, The Lion King already exists. Yeah. I don't have to cross over to make that. Um, like, uh, maybe crossover, because these weren't working as full musicals, right? But maybe the crossover is having, uh, like, combining the two parts that did end up being musical theater in them. So, like, each movie having both bookend songs and a song in the middle that's fun. Yeah. Um, just to, like, Elton John and Tim Rice and Sting worked very hard on these scores, and I feel like I want to hear more of what they intended in their original work, and so that would kind of give more... Wait, so what's the crossover? The crossover is that each movie is going to have both a bookend song and a fun song in the middle. So El Dorado has the song it has and some bookend songs sung by characters. Oh, I see what you're saying. And The Emperor's New Groove is going to have the bookend songs and a song in the middle. Okay. Sung by Eartha Kitt. Fine. Yeah. I. Fine. Okay. That's it. Okay. Do you have a crossover? I do. All right. Uh, I'm going to cross over Tim Rice with um, uh, Bjorn and Benny from ABBA. And they're going to write a musical about the game of chess. And it's going to be amazing. We're really good at crossover. Thank you. Um, No, so my crossover will be a little bit less... uh, Convoluted? I was going to say intellectual, but yeah, convoluted is the word. Um, And I I would just like uh, Kronk to be involved in El Dorado. Yes, please. And I would like to see... The evil priest from Road to El Dorado mm. uh, work with Isma. Yeah, I think they would be very fun together yeah. because he the um, like Isma and Kronk work very well. Yeah, but Isma is a very funny character, and I feel like she has to play the straight man to Kronk. Yeah, uh, but the priest from El Dorado is very flat, mm-hmm. and for Isma to be the funny character, I think would be great. Yeah, I think what. I think El Dorado could benefit from some more camp than it has, which is what Yzma would bring. Because the priest, if we're going to call him Jafar. So Kronk is in El Dorado. The priest is in. Oh, oh, you're putting the priest into. I crossed them over. Okay. I thought just all of them are working together all the time. No. I see. I've crossed them over like our segment. All right. Well, segment can take many forms. Uh Uh-huh. Also, when you started to say Tim Rice, I wonder if Tim Rice would have helped Sting understand what musical theater is. Like, not Sting wrote great songs, but understand the process a little bit more. It seems like Sting was not. It seems on like the Sting was like, "No, I'm finished with this song. I cannot change it for your movie now." And they're like, "They're like, well, no, we need like <laughs> an extra four seconds, or we need to cut some four seconds because the animation works like this." And Sting's like, "No, no, f off." But like Tim Rice, maybe could have been like. Sting is not you. This is just how the this is how it's gonna how happen. the process works yeah. of writing a musical. Uh, I don't know. They yeah. they scrapped it anyway, so yeah. it really or maybe happen. just hire people who write musicals to write musicals. I don't know. But it sounds like Sting's stuff was gonna be really good. I agree. Elton John had not written any musicals before I, The Lion King, and I, it worked out pretty well I for agree. everyone. And Stephen Schwartz does just fine. Yeah, Stephen <laughs> Stephen Schwartz does just fine. That might be our new. 
Yeah. You've never heard of him. He does just fine. Steven Schwartz does just fine. He uh, does very well. Kate, I love his scores. Do you have a, a musical variety primetime? What? MVP. Do you have an MVP? Uh, we already went through MVPs. Do you? And now we just finished crossovers. I'm glad both of us know how this show works really well. Uh, it's now been, time for the we've final. We've only been doing this for a year and a half now. Final. Final. Cut. 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 Final, final, cut, cut. Uh, where we determine whether yeah. we would like to see each of these movies straight up re-released, mm-hmm. some kind of special edition, mm-hmm. or whether we throw them in the vault along with uh, being outside in groups of people. And Yeah. <laughs> being That's outside in groups of people. Socializing in yeah. the vault now. In the vault along with standing shaking, within six feet of someone. Shaking hands, touching your face. All in the vault. Enjoying the works of Tom Hanks. Oh, um, he's better. He's it's fine. Better. Um, so uh, I, I would like to say um, I hereby unvault anything we've vaulted for the quarantine. Uh, because you deserve to watch anything you feel like watching during this trying time. Except for Song of the South. Also, may I offer you an egg in this trying time? <laughs> no, uh, 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 but so I want to say I don't want to vault anything. Because uh, people need everything. We may need it in a week. We may need it. We may run, <laughs> we'll out, run out of, of movie. <laughs> yeah. You might be craving Titan A.E., Kate. <laughs> no. Because you will have run out of no. movies to watch. You will need something else. Ugh. All right. So, Kate, what do you do? El Dorado? Sure. Let's start with El Dorado. Start with El Dorado. I think a special edition. And for real, I want more character singing songs. I think it would work in this movie. Yeah. Um. And like if if I'm getting a microscopic special edition, then it's just that song that exists. That mm. um, it's tough to be a god because I I could fix that scene. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just spice it up. I, I mean, we paused the movie so that you could fix the scene. Yeah. While we were watching the movie, yeah, so that's correct. I'm confident that you could fix the that's scene. That's correct. Um, yeah. In general, I don't. I think there's there's a couple different themes in it that I would love to see more developed in terms of like I want to know what the story is about yeah. but I don't I don't care as much to do that so I just more songs please nice yeah I do it differently mm-hmm. I do a special edition I take out tough to be a god mm-hmm. I leave in the like Elton John songs that are in there and I PG-13 it up a little bit oh because I'd like to see that I would be very confused at what that would look like. We so, don't have a reference really for that. We don't really have a reference for yeah. that. Like there are some like like there are some like adult cartoons, but they're mainly either like comedy. They're like like Archer. Right, right? or but like South a, Park, right? Like but it's not an animated movie. They're like rude comedy, yeah. Like crude comedy or hyper violent, right? Or right. like yeah. Um, but you know, like generally in America, there's not a PG 13 animation. So I, I think that's something that could play well. Mm -hmm. And I got like, I got real Indiana Jones vibes Mm. off of this. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so like just going a little bit further with like, I don't, I don't know what that, that is. Maybe add in some swearing like in Transformers or, uh, (laughs) He just say shit. Yeah, he did. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, just like, just like, you know, 
don't make it like a full uh, mature or adults only or whatever right but like like just like yeah just rev it up just a little bit katzenberg would love that he loves edgy yeah i just think it'd be really interesting yeah Yeah, to 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 get somewhere in the middle there cool yeah so Kate's new groove emperor's new groove you know what i want to leave it alone and I want Kingdom of the Sun. <laughs> I just leave it. Emperor's New Groove can be its own movie. Let's start over. Kingdom of the Sun. Bring David Spade back. I don't, like these can just be like two parallel universe movies that exist. Yeah. I want that score in a movie so bad. Yeah. I understand. Again, they were trying to do too many things, but by if that, they sorry by that score, do you mean the Sting songs? The Sting I want songs the Sting or musical theater songs? Do you mean the original score? Uh, where they brought in Mark Shaman and then we're like, and nope. abruptly fired Mark Shaman uh, yeah. for trying to do too many things yeah. and they brought in a guy who had done a score before. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I want Kingdom of the Sun. Like, I, I want it really bad. I think no. there's, I think Prince and the Popper in that setting has a lot of interesting, like, take out the llama because that yeah. doesn't seem to make any sense anymore. Especially if you have Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Um, because there the, hasn't been a real good Prince and the Popper like. What if the Prince and the Popper were mice? That's what I'm saying. There hasn't been a really strong mm. one that's not just mm. like a. Like Mickey Mouse isn't a character, Dick. Like Mickey Mouse oh, he's is a, a character. blank canvas. He's a character, all right. Um, I'll see new Mickey Mouse, the the dad from Christmas Story musical. I'll see. I'll see that Mickey oh, Mouse and Prince of the Popper, but. I think Prince of the Popper would be a great retelling, right? They've done a lot of other fairy tales and folk tales in like insane way. You know, like uh, they did Hamlet as lions one time. I don't know if you've seen that one, but um, yeah, it so had. They could do uh, Prince and the Popper in. Yeah, who had it? Had, times. Uh, Donald Glover. All right. And it had Seth Rogen. All right. So good, so good. Everyone loves it. Just you wait. Yeah. There's an episode coming. Um, yeah. yeah. Kingdom of the Sun. What, what do you do with Emperor's New Groove? I don't know. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it needs a special edition. Here's what I want. I want, um, honestly, I want a little bit less of, uh, what's a stupid name? David Spade Cusco. and John Goodman. Oh, Cusco and Pacha. And a little more of yeah. and Kronk. Yep. And I want Kronk's squirrel thing to start at the beginning and oh, continue through. The squirrel thing does not happen enough. No, Ugh. like I. There is a there's a sequel called Kronk's New Groove that was yeah. direct to DVD. We should just watch it because it's Patrick oh, Warburton, oh, so we also, should just watch it. Also, well, we should also watch Venture Brothers because he's amazing. Sure. In that. He looks like Kronk, but with blonde hair. That's there, what I was thinking there. of. I was thinking of Brock Sampson. Um, so, uh, I also rename it because... Yeah, Emperor's New Groove is a bad title. It's a very bad title, especially because if you tell me Emperor's New Groove, I'm like, is this like the Emperor has no clothes, but he's a groove? Yeah. Is this how Stella got well, her groove the back, new but clothes, she's yeah. a llama? Yeah. What are we watching here? Yeah, and it's only referenced... Once. Well, it's referenced in the bookends. Throw up my groove with the guy, with the yeah, it doesn't old man. Work or make sense. Yeah. What what do you rename it? Kingdom of the Sun. I rename it <laughs> Lama Rama Lama Ding Dong. 
or Rama Lama Ding Dong? Does it uh, help you to know that the version of that Rama Lama song on that soundtrack is recorded by Rascal Flatts? Yes. That Sting song? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Life is a highway. Rama Lama Lama. I want a llama. Rama Lama pajama. All night llama. Lama Lama. Cool. You want to be done with podcasting now? Thank you again, hey, Brianna, or yeah. Brianna, or both. Or um, if you pronounce it a third way, for that's that cool. Great suggestion, yeah. and we do want to be branching outside of Disney um, more and more. Even no. though we do have the whole Disney catalog here in uh, isolation well, with I Disney have Plus, most of the Disney catalog, all but one. Uh, and so, if you have any suggestions, I, I'm just for saying, us, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken is not available on Disney Plus. Do you think I want to watch that uh, movie again. They make horses jump off of diving boards? I don't think Do you think I that might be part of it? I don't understand what's so bad about a movie where a girl's dream is to be a horse diver. If you have animated movies, uh, because hopefully no animals are harmed in the making of those. <laughs> It'd be really weird if they were. That you would like to hear us talk about either a pair that you are thinking of or just a single movie that um, you'd like us to pair no. with something. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, we, and we, we've we've gotten some great suggestions. We have recently. several listener suggestions um, in the queue. So yeah, so one, if you suggested something uh, recently, we have it in the queue. We are working on we it. We have nothing but time now, so uh, we're gonna get to those. But also, we do have something uh, special coming soonish. So be be we're patient. Gonna, yeah, we're we gonna are alternate. we are getting to you, but also. We got to do one for us. Dick, if they want to reach out to us, how could they do it? Uh, Well, not by hand. Like, don't reach out and shake my hand. No, don't shake. Don't Unless shake your hand. Don't touch your face. We could. I guess we could both wash our hands, then handshake, and then wash our hands again. But like everything else uh, these days, it's going to be done over the internet. Oh. Find us on Twitter, Cellmates Podcast. Facebook, Cellmates Podcast. Uh, what about Gmail. email? cellmatespodcast at gmail.com. That's cool. Do we have a website? We sure do. Cellmatespodcast.com. You know what? Maybe I'll use this time to make our website, make our website look better. Do something yeah. other than play our podcast, yeah. which is a fine thing for it we'll to see, do. We'll see what happens. Uh, so thanks for listening. Hey, thanks. Good luck with um, all that is going on in your lives right now. Stay yeah, safe I, and healthy and I, well and watch some animated movies. I feel a little bad that we have to mention this horrible virus that's spreading through the world because this i feel like uh entertainment is a place where you want to get away from that but also uh we can't talk without talking about it because that's where we are right now we're not allowed just like touching our face so we'll see talk no we'll talk to you again yeah in like two-ish weeks yeah uh and hopefully everything's great for cellmates podcast i'm I'm dick ward I'm Kate Phillips. (laughs) Bye. Get loud. That's actually quieter than you talk sometimes. Cards! I mean, just like use your voice, though. Hi, this is podcast voice. Welcome. Do that guards one again. Guards. What is that voice?
It's Eartha Kitt. Oh, it's she fun. She screamed guards one time. I like it. 